Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in your closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day matters. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Welcome to another episode of the Mamahood Podcast. Um, I'm joined today again by my co-host Eden Lee. Hi, Hi. Eden. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about teaching at home, homeschooling, um, educating our kids in the home, and I'm really excited about this and think that it's something that like applies to everybody this year. <laughs> Um, but something we haven't done before that Eden and I haven't done before is wins and fails. So let's do a quick little round of wins and fails. You can go first. My <laughs> win today is that all of my kids slept in till 9 p.m. or wow. 9 a.m. today, which they usually sleep in till like 8-ish, but today was 9. We were out pretty late last night, and so they slept in. And at 9 o'clock, I was like, I feel like I need to go make sure they're all breathing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that's my win. We had a nice slow morning. Um, I love that. Nothing like that. I know. It's, it's great. I'm like, I want to go back to bed. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm going to share this fail, even though it happened last week, but I just feel like it's too good not to share. <laughs> so we were at the park and all my kids, like, we just like ride our bike. It's, it's like three houses behind our house. So like really close. Mm-hmm. So we just ride our bikes there. And one of my twins, Rad, he just like hopped on his bike and rode at home. And I like still had all the other kids. So I'm like, oh, Rad just went home. But he does this a lot. Like he'll go home and like get a drink of water or like grab something. It's honestly not far at all. So then I'm like kind of rounding up the kids and I see him zooming his bike back. And he has a huge kitchen knife in his hand <gasps> as he's riding his bike back to the park. And I, like, run up to him, like, Rad, what are you doing? As I take the knife from him, he's like, I just wanted to cut down a tree. (laughs) I'm like, man, for anyone that saw my kid zooming on his bike with a huge kitchen knife in his hand, I promise I'm a good mom. (laughs) A tree. I just wanted to cut down a tree. I know. I'm like, what are you doing with that knife? Like, obviously, Mom, I'm just yeah. cutting down trees. What else would I be doing I with this? I'm to go cut down a tree. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, and just that so he can ride a bike. Like, my boys are still learning. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, my win and fail is just a quick, they're both in one. So, the win is that my boys are, like, completely independent with going potty which is oh yeah like a big, a big deal. win for us because it's just taken so long <laughs> um but the fail is that now that they're like completely comfortable 
with potty and they just like know their body so well like I don't remember the last time I've asked them to like do you need to go potty they just do it but the fail is that like we have just had so many adventures with the pee situation like having two boys and like we call them the twins because they're 11 months apart and I just feel like there's just like they are just always peeing everywhere. Like, oh, we're sure. at the park the other day, and this woman comes up to me. And it's, like, a nice park. It's Discovery Park. And the ground at Discovery Park is, like, not wood chips or anything. It's, like, that, like, rubbery ground that's under the whole yes. playground. It's, yeah. like, not dirt by any means. And this woman comes up to me. She's, like, is that your little boy over there? And I'm, like, uh. And I glance over. And Hudson's over there, pants at his ankles, just in the middle of the playground, just peeing, like, on this rubber ground, like, not even an appropriate place to pee. I'm like, Hudson, if you need to pee outside, go pee by a tree. Like, don't just pee on the rubber ground. And that stuff just keeps happening. Like, we're at another park, and then he's like, okay, I'll pee by trees. So now he's peeing by trees. Or, like... It's just so funny, like all the various places that they've peed, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. That's just what we're doing. Like that's they're peeing, okay? Sometimes you need to claim them. You're like, no, that's not my kid. It's fine. It's not in their pants, right? But I call that a win. I I call those both a win. Win Phil. We're leaving pee everywhere. We're marking our territory (laughs) all over the town. This is like one of those stories. That I should probably take to my grave and never share with anyone. It's like, okay, so it was right after I just had Rio. And um, I was at a park. I was nursing her. And, like, I'm, she's still, like, a newborn. Like, she's still little. I'm still figuring out mm-hmm. four kids. My kids are all playing. And one of my twins came up to me. was, like, with his pants around his ankle. And he's walking to me. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> I pooped. Oh, And I'm no. like, where is <laughs> And he points, and it's like over behind the slide, and it was kind. Of, oh, it was like a. Tur- no. It was. It wasn't a turf. It was like the wood chips. But there's a big human poop right there. Lump and of I'm poop. Like, oh gosh. Oh my gosh. And so I like stop nursing Rio. I'm like trying to get her all bundled because it was still cold. I'm putting her in her stroller. I'm wiping his bum, pulling up his pants, and I stand up to go clean up the poop. And there's a lady over there, oh, with her no. dog. And she thought it was her dog's poop. And she's in the process of picking it up. And I'm like, oh. oh." And then they just kept walking. You're like, it's okay. She's got it. I'm like, I don't feel like I should tell her that that was my child's poop. That might just ruin her day. I think she's better off knowing. She's better off thinking it was her dog's. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Me and my poop stories. That's that's, that's why you good. keep me here. I know. You've also shared you've shared some legendary ones. So I know. Oh my I love gosh. That. that one was too good not to share. I love that. You know what? That was just you had a newborn and she was sent there to just help you out. I was just like trying my best and I, I couldn't do it. Poor soul. Oh, it's fine. Gosh. She doesn't know. She doesn't know the difference. Nope. She doesn't know. She's fine. She still has and no idea. And you know idea. what? I bet if she ever found out, like, that was actually this mom. She had a newborn. It was actually her little boy's poop. She'd be like, you know what? Good. I helped her out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Okay. Well, this has really been an unprecedented year, as they say. 
Um, but especially when it comes to education for our kids. Um, and many people have turned to different forms of learning um, and begun homeschooling. So I think for those of us who have always wanted to try out homeschooling like me or I don't know about you, we'll, we'll find out from you, um, this was a great year to start. Um, so Eden, what got you started with homeschooling? Was it the pandemic? Was it something else? Had you always wanted to? Okay, um, so yeah. Knox actually started kindergarten in, in was it 2019? Yes, because, yeah, it was the August of 2019. And honestly, so yeah, August 2019. So that was before the pandemic and any anything like that. And it was honestly so hard for me to send him to kindergarten. Like I sobbed uncontrollably for his first day, which I know a lot of parents do. And it's funny because he wasn't even gone that long. I think it was like the kindergarten that's like three hours. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, um, I just wasn't prepared for it. And I was super sad to not have him with me. Um, and then I quickly realized that I was like the worst school mom in the entire world because I felt like, <laughs> number one, our mornings were so rushed and I hated that. I am all for the slow mornings. So I really didn't like having to wake up Knox and he was grumpy and having to search for his uniform and hurry and pack his backpack and trying to shove breakfast down his throat and then just send him out the door like, yeah, bye. And it just wasn't Mm -hmm. a good way for me to start my morning. I didn't, I didn't like it. And then secondly, I felt like I was the one in school. Like the homework assignments were always up to me to get Mm -hmm. done and I I was like having a six-year-old explain to me what his teacher explained to him so it was like a a game of telephone of like me trying to understand what he was saying and then him being like mom Miss Olson doesn't do it like that you know and I'm just like Mm -hmm. and then he'd forget to give me important papers in his backpack and I'd get calls from the school like hi Mrs. Lee we really need this form that you haven't turned in I'm like I feel like I'm in trouble all the time with the school. (laughs) So I just wasn't loving the whole experience, which our teachers were great. The school was great. They were amazing and so helpful. It was me. I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. So when we decided to move in, move to Hawaii, which we decided in January, um, I, we decided that, um, well, it was actually Ryan. He was the one that came to me. And he asked me if I'd ever consider homeschooling, which is so funny because my sister homeschools all four of her boys and she's amazing. She's literally incredible, incredible. And I've always given her crap like, oh, my gosh, your kids are going to be so weird because you homeschool. (laughs) So when when my husband came to me and asked me if I wanted to homeschool, it was the weirdest thing because like initially I was going to say no, like, you know, I've always said I'd never homeschool, but it was so weird because when he came to me, I felt the biggest prompting to homeschool my kids and it was like undeniable. So I, I couldn't deny it. And I was like, yeah, I think we should homeschool. And so we just decided to jump in with two feet and go for it. So that was, that was in January that we decided that we were going to homeschool. Um, and I completely fell in love with it like so much more than I ever thought that I would love it. And it's funny because my sister now makes fun of me for being the biggest hypocrite ever. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of how we like got into it. 
Okay. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so we, somebody said to me, like, who also homeschools, like, I didn't, I don't like the idea of my kids having, like, a full-time job, basically, like, away from me. And so that has stuck with me. But um, when the pandemic started, my little boy was actually going to a really great preschool um, twice a week. And I was already pretty sad about that. But um, I decided instead of him going to the school and having like the confusion of like all the masks and like um, social distancing and restrictions and everything, I was like, I've always thought homeschool um, might be something for our family, especially because <laughs> we love traveling, like we've talked about in a previous episode. And I don't want to be like, um, this might make me sound like a horrible mom, but whatever. Like, I just, no I don't like no the idea of having to report to somebody else if I want to take my kids somewhere. Totally. For an, a family experience. Like, I don't want to have to be, like, bringing homework with us when we go somewhere. somewhere or Anyway, that, so that's just my two cents. So I was like, okay, we're going to try homeschool. And we um, got, we purchased a really great curriculum, and we've had a great experience. And, um... I think it might be the same curriculum you're using, and we'll talk about curriculums in a little bit. But um, so we're, this is why I want you, why I've brought you on to share more, like a lot more than I can share. Like so far, I've had a good experience with homeschooling with just preschool, my two little boys. Um, and I've totally loved it and enjoyed it, and they've loved it too. They call it mom school. Um, oh, that's so cute. But I, I am still like in that process of, learning and figuring out like okay well how would this look for kindergarten first grade second grade um what is it that we're going to do for our family so that's kind of where I'm at for our listeners if they care um so my question to you is how did you know where to start like you said you guys kind of suddenly decided and just dove in so I think for a lot of people it can feel super daunting to just start out of nowhere when you haven't always been like a homeschool mom so where did you begin how did you decide what to use like what was your first step totally okay so when we decided that we were going to homeschool I for sure was in that exact boat I felt so lost and I actually felt super unqualified to be my kid's teacher um But when you dive into the homeschool world, you soon realize that there are so many resources to help you. Um, So I wonder if we are using the same curriculum because that's what I kind of wanted to talk about right here because I'm obsessed with the curriculum that we use and I I feel like the curriculum has actually made it, it's helped me know kind of like where to start because they give you everything you need to make it super easy and know what to get. So I use the good and the beautiful curriculum. Is that what you use? Yeah, that's what we've been using too. I like I do not have enough good things to say about it. Like it's just like or what's the expression? I have too many good things to say about it. I Everything's can't, good. I can't share it enough. Yeah. <laughs> I I've loved it and I I love that everything they have kind of just gives you everything you need. So it's not like you have to be super prepared for each lesson. So starting out, I'm like, what do I need? Like, do they have to do history? Do they have to do this? And when you're starting with younger kids, I think it it's a lot easier because you don't have as many things that you need 
to get or check off. So probably for you, Marin, you probably were you doing the the preschool or the primer K? The pre K, yeah, pre K primer. Yep. So the, and that's probably all you need because there's not even a math that goes with that age. So it's I feel like with kids that age, it's so nice to be able to start homeschool because you kind of can get an idea of what it's going to look like and what it's going to feel like. So we started Knox with um, first grade because he was already halfway through kindergarten by the time we moved to Hawaii. And he was pretty ahead, so we just decided to bump him up to first grade, which was really good for him. For my twins, they actually needed to redo what they just did because they were behind, which is another reason I love homeschool because I could see where my kids were at and see what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like starting off, it's really important to research and find a curriculum that suits your family's needs. And the one that I have, I just, I suggest it to everyone because I feel like it makes starting a lot easier because they have a checklist. They have like, um, little tests that they can take to know like what level your kids are at. Yep. Yep. I love, I love that curriculum. And yeah, we've only done the preschool one. So it's good to hear that as you keep going in that curriculum, do do you continue to feel like you have all that you need as you get into higher grades into like first grade and, and such? Yeah. So I actually have loved the math, which I actually have a friend that doesn't love the math, which that is the best thing about homeschool. It's like, if you don't like something, you are the teacher, you're the principal, you're in charge, you get to change it and find what works for your kids. Like if your kid is super hands-on or if your kid just likes to sit and color, like you, you get to design the best workspace for your kids. So I actually really like their math. It's more hands-on than I would say other math curriculums are, but I like that. I, I like that they, so it's like the math book and then it comes in like a box with literally everything you need, like all the manipulatives. They have like colored blocks. They have the counting cards. They have um, a measuring tape. They have like every single thing is in the box. So in the curriculum, you're like reading through it and it will be like in blue. It tells you what to say or like it'll it'll explain to you what you're doing and then in, it'll have it in blue and say read to the child and then you read it in the black or does that make sense Mm -hmm. so in the blue it'll be like get out the measuring tape and the 3d cubes and you're just like oh okay and you like can just grab it you know it like Mm -hmm. tells you step by step what to do so I've really loved their math and I love how they've they give you that box with everything that you need I love it. I love it. Um, one thing I didn't write down as a question, but I want to ask you. So a challenge that I've had is that I feel like when I sit down with my two boys to do it, it's really hard for me to juggle um, the two kids because I want them each to have that one-on-one experience of me like reading the page with them. And I want to feel like they're getting that one-on-one attention with what they're doing. But then I feel like it's hard to figure out how, like, I would just love to hear what your experience is as far as teaching your boys. Like, do you teach all of them at once? Do you do them each at, like, a different time? Because I feel like I've had a little bit of a challenge with um, teaching them both at once. But 
teaching them separately is also hard too because then I have to find something to entertain like the other one while we're doing you know what I mean I think this question is honestly one of the number one things that parents are trying to figure out is juggling multiple kids while they're teaching Mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna lie it's it's taken us some time to kind of figure out a schedule that works for us and to find activities that will keep my kids occupied while I'm teaching the other kid. So I usually start with Knox and, and our schedule has changed through the years, just kind of seeing what works and what doesn't work. And I don't know, it, it evolves on its own. So as of right now, um, I will do language arts with my oldest son who now is doing second grade curriculum. And since he's a little bit older, he's able to start, like I'll tell him to get out his language arts and he is able to like do his flashcards or start with his um, his like sight words that he practices. So if that's at the beginning, he'll be able to do that kind of while I'm cleaning up breakfast or something like that. Then I'll go and do language arts with him and I still have my twins and my baby. So I try to find things that my kids will do to keep them entertained. I've bought lots of like, Um, find motor skill activities, blocks, cubes, puzzles to do for them. And I I make it sound like it's their recess because kids Mm -hmm. love recess, right? Like even as a kid, it's like, oh my gosh, we have one more class and then I get to go to recess. Like kids love recess. So I'll kind of look at them like, this is your free time. You get to do what you want to do. And so they almost like don't want to come into me because they're like, oh, this is our free time. What are we going to do in our free time? And they're able to do that. And I know my kids are a little bit older. The twins are almost five. Um, But that has really helped us. And so I'm able to be with Knox while the twins are doing something else. And sometimes I'll find like fun handwriting activities or booklets that I'll have Mm -hmm. them do while I'm doing language arts with Knox. That has really helped. So then after I'm done doing language arts with Knox, I'll switch where Knox will have his free time and then I will do language arts with the twins. And I do see what you mean where it's like you kind of want that one-on-one time and teaching two at a time can sometimes be hard. So usually I'll briefly read over the lesson, which they're super quick lessons, and I'll briefly read over and see what can I do together and what should I do one-on-one. So today, for instance, we've done our school for the day. Um, There was a part in it where they had like these columns of different words and different colors and they had to read through the, the different colors of the words. So I let each of them choose a column that they wanted to start on. So they're like doing different parts and then they get to like check off their word and then we go back and forth, back and forth. Like, okay, Ace, what column are you going to start on? Oh, you're going to start on the red one. Okay, choose a word. And then he gets to choose a word and read it to me. I'm like, okay, Rad, your turn. What column are you going to start on? So I'm able to like do it at the same time, back and forth. So then when we got through that, there was a new book that they needed to read. So I sent one of my twins off like, hey, Rad, you go over and play with Rio. And I was with Ace and was able to read one-on-one with him through that book. And then we switch. Mm-hmm. And having a baby is just always just just throwing just another variable in and you never mm-hmm. know what your baby's going to be like if they're going to have a tantrum if they're going to be screaming for food so i've just had to incorporate lots of snacks 
moving positions. We do have a schoolroom, but oftentimes we're not in the schoolroom doing school. We're on the couch, we're in the bedroom, we're outside, just kind of in a space that I know I can keep my baby occupied and busy. But it does. It makes it it makes it a little bit harder having a baby, for sure. You just kind of have to go with the flow <laughs> with how they're acting. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Um so what does like how has your curriculum evolved and what does it look like now? Like you kind of went over that, but um anything else yeah, that you no, want to say? I would I would for sure share because I shared in the beginning of how going to school for my kids was hard for me and like the first thing that started off my day was like a hectic morning and I didn't like Mm -hmm. that so um I love that our day starts off slow every single day starts off so slow and I love it so much I don't have to wake my kids up and when they do wake up we are able to make a big breakfast we like to go on walks or we like to rollerblade and ride bikes in the morning and just kind of hang out My husband also has like a weird work schedule where he's home in the mornings and then he leaves for work around noon. So we like to have that time together as a family to just hang out. Um, And usually we'll start the school day around 10, usually, um, where I start with my oldest and then I'm able to like switch gears and do my twins. And then we switch back for math and switch again. So it's just like a bunch of switching Um, Mm -hmm. and then after we finish language arts and math with both my oldest and the twins, then we like to have a lunch break. Um, so I'll, I'll make lunch. We can hang out kind of, my kids kind of like to go away from me when they've been with me for the whole morning. They kind of, I feel like they get sick of me. They go away from me. They kind of play on their own, do their own thing. Once they start getting a little bit hungry, they make their way back to me. And then we're able to um, do like, like um, what do you call it? Just the extra things like history or a science project or something. Or even like a craft that we'll do like mm-hmm. in the afternoon when my baby is down for a nap. So I feel like that for the most part on good days, that's what our schedule mostly looks like. So and then those other things you do like history, science crafts is that included in your curriculum or do you just find it on your own so um the good and the beautiful has everything they really do have everything I love their history we're using their history which I've loved history I love that I I feel like I'm learning too I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe this happened and I get excited about Mm -hmm. history um and I love just so people know this curriculum is very christian based just so you know if you're looking into this curriculum they incorporate jesus christ and god into it so like our first lesson in history was on the creation of the world which Mm -hmm. for me as a christian woman i loved i loved that um so yeah the history it comes with everything you need the science we haven't like gotten super into science we do science experiments here and there but we are using the good and the beautiful who has a lot of awesome options for different sciences um they also have like um different age limits like shows you if you have a kid from this age to this age here's your options for science and history and stuff like that for crafts i usually i feel like i'm the pinterest queen on on crafts (laughs) i just i look on pinterest for for fun crafts that I, I try to do something that's going along with what we've learned for the day, but 
Pinterest solves everything. <laughs> I love that. Okay, listen up guys. I've rarely been this excited to tell you about a sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Clutter Be Gone. Clutter Be Gone is your professional go-to clutter removal company for when you want to get your space back. After moving, spring cleaning, and four birthdays in our house, my garage was packed with cardboard boxes, Amazon boxes, and just a bunch of clutter. So I called Clutter Be Gone, and it felt like an angel came and gave me my life back. Plus, I was able to park in my garage again. (laughs) You can choose the option that's best for you, a small, large, or jumbo load pickup and they just charge you based on the size. It was super affordable, and I was sure mine was going to be a large pickup, but it ended up only being a small, so that means they can take a lot of junk from your home if needed. Clutter Be Gone is affordable, convenient, contactless, and easy to schedule your project appointment right by text. They can make sure all your stuff gets donated, recycled, or thrown away in the right way, all in one easy pickup. So declutter and reclaim your space today by calling or texting one eight three three unclutter. That's one eight three three unclutter. You can find it in our show notes, or go find them on Instagram at clutter underscore b underscore gone. Again, that's clutter underscore b underscore gone, and will all be in our show notes. Um, best of all, you guys, you can mention code Mamahood for ten percent off of your pickup for this entire month. Seriously, ten percent off with code Mamahood. Get your home uncluttered and get your space back. Um, Kate, I do want to share, though, that the best part of homeschool is that we're able to choose our schedule, which was really hard for me when we were going to traditional school because we couldn't, and I felt like we were always rushed. We couldn't go on vacations, and if we did, we'd get in trouble. Um, And also, sometimes my kids are just not in the headspace to learn a new Mm -hmm. concept, they're distracted or not focused and or they're focused on something else and I'm not able to or and I am able to maneuver my plans to best serve them and sometimes I decide that it's best to just ditch math for that day because I can see that they're completely smitten by a book we're reading or something you know has totally captured their attention and they just want to focus on that so I like that I can realize hey if I teach them math right now it's going to be interrupting what they're thriving and learning right now so I can set that to the side and just focus on what they're really enjoying learning to make to make learning enjoying um we've had days where my kids are having a really hard time learning something new and they can get frustrated and embarrassed and and they just they're just like embarrassed that they don't get it and it's moments like that that just make me super grateful that they're home with me and I get to help them sort through those big emotions. Because I I imagine if they were having a hard time learning something and they were at school and they were embarrassed, like, I just, it makes me sad that they would just have to, like, deal with that on their own or, you know, or just, like, push it down. So, like, when they're home, I'm able to, like, say, okay, do you want, do you want to go, like, sit up in your room and like read for a little bit and take a little time out not not a bad time out like a good time out mm-hmm. and sometimes my son's like yeah like I just I just need to reset it's just like yeah go reset so I love yeah. I love that until they're able to like come back and I can I can work with them as long as I need to until they understand which is something that I feel like we do lose in a classroom setting where there's so many kids and the 
attention is divided up and they the teachers um, are amazing but they have to stick to a schedule they have to kind of move everybody along in a group and so that is something that is really appealing to me about homeschooling is that individualism and that ability to let your child take a break or have a snack or whatever they need in a moment to help them best succeed for sure so more than just sticking to a homeschool curriculum I just wanted to hit on like learning at home um why is just learning at home that importance of having home learning important to you Eden learning in the family so gosh that's just everything to me my I feel like my kids are able to learn so much from just being at home with me even if we don't do our math or language arts or stick to our schedule they aren't just learning academics they're learning about being a family they're learning about sibling relationships and how to cook how to help around the house they're learning about God and something that's super important to our family to intertwine with everything we do Something I've always found super interesting and something that's really made me take a step back from the you need to do more kind of mindset was an article I read Mm -hmm. about Finland and how their children are like the smartest kids ever and they have the highest scoring test scores and they don't start school, traditional school until they're seven. Mm -hmm. Crazy, huh? So the reason that they do this is that they believe during those first seven years, they think that children should focus on creative play and that they should use their imagination, explore. um, And it just, they think that it sets them up to be able to learn academics in the future better. And I just always found that so interesting. I agree. Totally, right? And I found that so interesting that like even with their test stores comparing, like it actually is true. And now that I'm having my kids home, I, I agree even more because now I, I actually never interrupt my boys when they're in the middle of creative play. So even if it's 10 o'clock, it's time to start school. If I see my boys using their imaginations, playing together, I'll wait. I won't interrupt them like, oh, time to start school. Like, I feel like that is the most important thing that they should be doing at this age. I love that so much. I've done a lot of reading into that not specifically Finland, but just like that whole Scandinavian idea of of imagination, creative play, and um, just that Scandinavian way of parenting. And that has been actually one of the biggest influences for me with trying to figure out what's best for our family. Like, okay, just because we live in America and this is the norm, is that the best thing for every child in America? Maybe not, and maybe there's something different that's better for us. So what are some ways that you are planning to cultivate a social life for your kids since this tends to kind of be a big concern for people when they're starting out with homeschooling? Totally. The stigma of homeschool kids being weird is centered on them being like not being in social settings and so them being socially awkward. I mean, I was the person making fun of my sister for that exact (laughs) thing. So first off, we have our kids in lots of extracurricular activities. We have them in football, basketball. We've even done drawing classes, just kind of whatever they're interested in. Music classes, whatever. Also, there are so many homeschool groups that you can join where you just like meet up once a week. You can do a field trip or a group learning experience. So we haven't 
gotten to participate in that because of this last year. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to do that because my sister, who's been homeschooling for so long, is in so many homeschool groups. They kind of have their little group that they love so much and they do so much together. And I'm just like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's so many out there. If you just like look up homeschool groups, you'll for sure find them. Even on Facebook, there's so many groups. Um, and I've actually found that my boys are so social because I feel like they're having to communicate with adults more than if they were going mm-hmm. to traditional school. And I feel like that's really been able to help them talk to people and have more mature conversations. I mean, if anyone knows, if anyone listening knows my boys, you know they are the most social little humans in the entire world. <laughs> we we have to have the stranger danger conversations like multiple times a week because they just don't get it. They think everyone is their everyone's friend. their friend. Everyone's so their cute. friend. So social, being socially weird has not happened for you, which is for probably sure super not. encouraging for, sure for people. And. Um, yeah, I love that. And and my thoughts on this have been that, you know, like homeschooling doesn't have to look one certain way and that it can be a hybrid. Um, like for us, a big thing that we've considered is like there are these really good schools around that are kind of a half and half situation where yeah. you can send them to school a couple of days a week for certain subjects or certain things and then you can have them home. Or um, you can send them to a school that has really short hours um, and they spend a lot of time at home with you as well. So there are there are hybrid situations. There's, um, like you said, homeschool groups or tutors. And so there's a lot of, it doesn't have to look one certain way. Um, For sure. Yeah. And I, I just feel this, this need to, and this desire to meet my kids' needs along the way. And I think that a lot of times with education, we think in our culture, and our society, that we have to pick something and then we have to stick with it. And our kids are going to be traumatized if, they, if something changes or if they get switched or moved or whatever. And I, I just personally don't feel that way. I feel like my kids have learned to be super adaptable by how much we've moved, how much we've traveled, Um, and I feel like they can be adaptable as well with learning and you can try different things. And like Knox was in kindergarten for like traditional kindergarten for that, that first semester. And then you made a change and he was fine. And I think like it's intimidating to moms because they feel like they have to make a decision like right now and then they have to stick to that. And I just don't think that's true. I think you should give yourself the realization that you're actually going to do your kids a service by making the changes that you see that they need when they need it um, versus forcing them to stick to something rigid. Right. And I love that what you said, because you can, you can make a schedule or find what works for your family and everyone's is going to look different. Even with my, my twins who are as opposite as can be like, one of my twins would sit and follow instructions all day long, and he would do great in traditional school. He would. And then my other twin, he would be labeled the class clown, and he would suffer greatly in traditional school. He'd be the mischief. 
kid, you know, like he wouldn't do well. And I, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I've been able to find that and be able to find things that work for him and help him in ways that I know that he's going to learn. And also I just wanted to add with what you were saying, like sticking to what you decide, like, no, you can always change and adapt and Hey, this isn't working. We need to find something new or, Hey, this is working great. I want to keep doing it. Or I want to add this. I want to try this. That's the whole point of life is to try and find what works for you. So we've even told my oldest son who, I mean, he's almost eight. He, he turns eight in August and like he's socially there now. Like he's old enough to understand things and have like a mature conversations with me. And he's asked about school and he's asked when he gets to go to school. And I told him, I said, you get to go to school whenever you want. And I, I've told him that, like, if he wants to go to school, I'm going to let him. And he's just realized that if he goes to school, our life will change dramatically. We won't be able to just go on impromptu vacations or trips. We will have a bedtime like every mm-hmm. night because he's going to have to wake up early and and school can be really fun. And I, I'm not discouraging him like, oh, well, it's so bad. No, mm-hmm. school can be so much fun. I went to school and I loved it. And I've, I've kind of left it up to him to make the decision. And he's let me know, like, I love being home with you. You know, I, I like mm-hmm. being home with my brothers. I like that we can go on trips. And he keeps saying, I'll go to school when I'm in high school. And I asked him, I'm like, why, why did you decide high school? And he's like, cause that's when you get a girlfriend. Oh my goodness. I'm like, okay, you can go to school in high school. That's so But yeah, just, just, I think you don't have to stick to what you choose and you can find what works for you. And maybe all of your kids will be different. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is you get to figure out that perfect balance and what works Mm -hmm. for your family. I love that so much. And I mean, we have a friend, a close friend who was homeschooled his whole life and then started going to traditional school in high school and was super well adjusted, became like student body president, was super popular, had lots of friends. Like, I think that we have this really weird idea that you're going to like ruin your kids by by not doing the traditional thing. And that's just not true. I like I it's just and it's and it's not true in so many other places in the world like we kind of mentioned it's just um ultimately my husband and I sat down and we were like what do what kind of adults do we want our children to be and we just want them to be educated well-rounded adults who have learned the skills that they need to get into adulthood and to function and whatever that looks like along the way whether it's traditional school, charter school, private school, homeschool, whatever, is we're free to change up as we see fit as we keep going. And I think that we need to give ourselves that power as parents and trust in that intuition as parents to know what our children need. Right. And I just, I want to be encouraging here because I think in the beginning when you're trying to decide if homeschooling or keeping your kids home is right for you, I think that it can be overwhelming. Like we were kind of saying in the beginning of like, I'm not qualified to do this. And something that someone said to me, I think it was my sister, because I was like, how am I going to be a teacher? Like, I don't remember math. I don't remember times tables and all these things. And she said to me, why put them 
why send your kids to a place that made you feel like you were inadequate to teach your children? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that really encouraged me like that I, I feel like I can do more for my kids. And I'm so glad that I did it because being their mom, like I know my kids better or being my kid's mom, I know my kids better than anyone in the world and I know what they need and I know how to help them thrive. So I love that I get to be a part of it. So if anyone listening to this is just like trying to decide what you want to do, I just want to encourage you to try because no one is more qualified to teach your kids than you. I love that so much. Um, so what along that line have been the greatest benefits you've seen from learning at home with your kids? So when Knox went to kindergarten, my twins were in preschool, I had two whole hours to myself and I was like stoked at first, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be alone. I get all this time to myself for me. And don't, don't get me wrong. I still like my alone time sometimes, but I thought it was funny because when all of my kids were at school, I hated those two hours every day. I hated them. I, I had kids because I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to raise them. I wanted to teach them. And the biggest benefit that I've seen from homeschooling is that I get to be with my kids all day, every single day. And I don't have to miss a thing. I get to learn with them and I get to be a part of their learning. I know this sounds super insignificant, but I taught my twins how to read. And it was one of those moments in my life that I am never, ever going to forget. It was the moment that I saw their minds just click and they looked at me like, I did it. And you taught me that. And Mm -hmm. after that moment, I was like, I want to be there for every moment like that. I don't want someone else to get that moment. And someone got that moment with Knox, my oldest. I didn't teach him to read. Miss Angie did. (laughs) Love Miss Angie. (laughs) But with my twins, I, when I felt that moment, it was like euphoric. And I decided, I was like, I never want to miss a moment like that again. Um, I also have seen like a huge, just a great block a great bond in our family from learning together because I'm learning as well. And because like I said, homeschooling isn't just about the academics. It's learning everyday skills together as a family. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. I think, um, so often we willingly, and this is a personal decision for everybody, but we willingly hand off those moments to other people thinking I think that without, without realizing it because like yeah. I missed reading with my first son and I didn't I didn't even realize it that's just what you do mm-hmm. we don't even know we just don't think we can have that moment with them we just don't think it's even possible and I just I think if I want moms to come away from this episode with anything in their mind it's that no one else can tell you what is possible for you to experience with your child. You can teach them how to read. You can be there. If that is something you want to do, there are these resources and these these things that can help you to be there for that moment. And you don't have to tell yourself, I'm not capable of that. Because you are capable of that. You can read at a kindergarten level. You understand why you can read at a kindergarten level. You have the ability to 
hand that knowledge off to your kid if you want to not everybody wants to like I don't know how I feel about even wanting to teach math to my kids right so it's it's if you want that experience I just don't want moms to think they're just inadequate or incapable of having that experience I'm really glad that you shared that um is there anything else you really just wanted to hit on I do want to say just for my last thing that like home I, I know through this episode like at the end of talking I'm like man I feel like I just made it sound like homeschooling is the easiest best thing in the whole entire world and I just really want to hit on real quick that I for sure have days where it is really hard it is it's just like motherhood. You have days that are really great and you feel like you're on top of the world and you're an all-star mom. And then you have days where you are just like, oh, I cannot wait for tomorrow. And I'm just so grateful I have another day to try again. There are those days. And if you are homeschooling and you feel frustrated, that is so normal. I have days where I feel frustrated with my kids and frustrated that they're not understanding. And I feel like my patience was thin. That's so normal. But I will say through all of it, the frustrating part of homeschooling and then the really good parts of it, the good parts have always for me outweighed the bad as I gave myself patience and grace through learning what works for us, learning our routines, kind of figuring out a schedule that fits our family. I feel like the benefits have outweighed the hard parts a hundredfold. So I just want to say that. So you don't feel discouraged from this episode like, oh, wow, her homeschooling just sounds so easy and like they never go through hard things. No, that's not true at all. (laughs) We definitely have hard days Um, and I am trying my best and I'm really hoping that I can raise good, kind kids that are just good people that I want to send into the world that I can be proud of and I'm trying my best every single day, but I do fall short all the time and I just want to encourage you to just keep trying and the good days will always outweigh the bad. Thank you for sharing that. I needed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. I promise. Um, Well, we will put all of the resources down below in the show notes. We'll put the resources to the good and the beautiful um, and anything else that we covered in the episode, as well as where you can find Eden at Loverlees on Instagram. You can find me at Marin Drew Bay and come find the mamahood at the.mamahood. Um, if you go over and follow Eden, I love seeing whenever she shares about what they do at home. Um, it's inspiring and it's fun and you really are creating those good, kind kids. And You're so sweet. it's Thank evident you in that. your evident in, in your Instagram. Um So, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode or have any sort of feedback, scroll down and leave us a review um, or come and let us know online. Um, Thanks for joining us this week, Eden, on this episode. And we hope you all have a great week.